When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the great folks at the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team are there to serve you. Go to amandajgentry.com for more information. Zen Sports, download the Zen Sports app, plug in the promo code A-T-O-Z-T-N, and they will match your first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 on your no danger first wager when you use our A to Z promo code. And of course, True Math Fitness in the Gulch, no workout puts you in better position to succeed than the great coaching staff at the best facility in downtown Nashville. True Math Fitness in the Gulch, truemathfitness.com, where your first workout is free. All right. So this Christian Fulton shit today is weird. Um, and it's, I don't know for sure that he's not going to be back in 2024, that they wouldn't try to resign him in some form or fashion, but it sure as hell doesn't seem like that is the direction that they're heading. They placed him and Kyle Pecco, the defensive tackle on injured reserve today, which in the absence of, uh, you know, more Miami like miracles happening, they are not going to make the playoffs and they would be required to then miss four games, not four weeks, but four games. And at the, at this point in the season, all those things are the same. Um, so for the purposes of Christian Fulton, his season here is done, and that likely means that his career with the Tennessee Titans is done, and I wonder how you all feel about that. So I would uh, ask you in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, will Christian Fulton return to the Titans next year? We will discuss it together right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford Take is the uh, is presented by Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford, driven by people, quality American-made Ford vehicles, and award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford has everything that you could want or need. Go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, where DeAndre Hopkins is a customer, where Coach Mack and I both got our Ford Explorers, and where you will enjoy the kind of quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service that only they can provide, have provided to Middle Tennesseans over their 40 years of existence and on into the future. TwoRiversFord.com for more information. So, will Christian Fulton be back with the Titans next year? Uh, he's done, says Desi. TK says his fate is the same as David Long, except Vrabel might hate Fulton more at the moment. Um, I don't know that Mike Vrabel hates Christian Fulton. I think Mike Vrabel, uh, and I don't know that Mike would say that he hates any of them in an honest moment. I think that guys that he can't deal with are jettisoned from the roster, i.e. Monty Rice, right? I think Monty Rice is more of a, uh, more of an example of a, of a malcontent that Vrabel couldn't reach and didn't have the patience to try and continue to try and reach. And so, you know, his time here came to a, uh, a pretty decisive end after being drafted in the third round in 2021. So then there is Christian Fulton, who struggles um, 
this year, as far as his play is concerned, not just with his health, which ultimately ends his season, but had a roller coaster ride of a year. And I'll bring up his pro football focus numbers um, to kind of articulate uh, a little better just how much of a struggle this was for Christian Fulton um, throughout the course of the year because he started out as one of the worst cover corners in football throughout the course of the first month of the season, then had a really nice stretch of about four or five games, Uh, still is their most talented corner overall, um, but, you know, it didn't really ever consistently come together. So for what it's worth, uh, let's take a look. Well, we'll take a look at, and you'll hear from Christian Fulton here in just a second. Um, In fact, let's hear from Christian Fulton about being placed on injured reserve, about his future in Tennessee, and then we'll get into some of the numbers on him. Uh, I mean, it's just the process, you know, that you got to go through. Uh, not happy about it, but let me learn and, you know, just hope to see what's to come next. Christian, you were so confident in the summer that everything mm-hmm. you've done this offseason in training had put you in a place that it would be different. This yeah. Season. Is it extra frustrating because it didn't turn out the way you expected? Uh, I mean, yeah, it is. Cause like I said, I feel like I have done everything, you know, to stay on the field. And didn't have it, so I don't know. Go figure, I guess. What, where do you go from here? I mean, I know obviously the first yeah. step is to get healthy, but yeah. contract is up in March. Yeah. Um, you got to let it play out, you know. There's still a lot of season left. Um, I know we went out, you know, we still got a chance, you know, playoffs or whatever. So that's just the main goal. You know, I'm going to do what I can, you know, to help the guys around while I'm still there, around in the locker room or in the film room. Um, but, yeah, you got to see where it goes from the end of the season, from, from now to the end of the season. What point did you feel like this might be season-ending might linger? Did you kind of feel like you'd be able to come back? Or what point did I don't know. I just found out myself, so. Um, I mean, like I said, I was going to try to get back to the team. And I knew we had five games left, so I was going to do what I can to help. Uh, I mean, y'all can talk to Gray about it, but how that went down, so I don't, I don't know. I can find out. I know this is frustrating for you. Anybody who, you know, has been here has dealt with injuries. Mm-hmm. What do you turn to just in terms of keeping that hope and positive attitude whether it's playing here next year or somewhere yeah. else where you can continue your career? Uh, I mean, the thing is, me, I know injuries happen, you know. And um, like I said, I went to, to all the precautions, you know, I changed diet, everything, you know, that I could to stay healthy. And it didn't work out. So, like I said, I know I did my part at the end of the day. Uh, I went the extra mile uh, for my team, and it didn't work out. So I can't be mad at that, you know. I'm still I'm glad I'm alive, you know, I'm blessed. Be in this position, and you know, you gotta see where it goes. Has it been the same? Okay, so that's a pretty crazy uh, sequence in the second half of that two minute video where he's being asked questions about, you know, did he think he was gonna be able to come back? And he was saying, yeah, I plan to come back for the team. And then I was just told that I was put on IR basically as he walked into the locker room today. So we're gonna flesh that out here in just a minute because. It's weird, right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the great folks at Zen Sports. Download the Zen Sports app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, and they will match your first bet up to $1,000 on your no danger first wager. Whether it's football, college, bowl games are on the horizon. Of course, the NFL 
We've got a Saturday triple header. There's going to be all kinds of basketball and hockey into the winter and spring. Zen Sports is your place to wager. So download the app, plug in that promo code. Terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. Must be 21 or up in Tennessee to bet. So, uh, will Christian Fulton be back with the Titans? My answer is going to be probably no. I think he's going to get paid somewhere. I think he's going to play well somewhere. I wouldn't be shocked if that place was Philadelphia because I know that they wanted him in the draft. So, um, you know, how Christian Fulton's time with the Titans has come to an end here is pretty bizarre. And again, if he's one of these that goes on to Philly to succeed or really goes on anywhere to succeed, people are going to want Vrabel's head for it. Um, But something between... Here's what here's what I'll say. Okay, Christian Fulton is in a tough spot because not only is he drawing a lot of your guys' ire, and let me say, from his play this year, it's I don't want to say that it's largely earned because a lot of you guys go to extremes. Um, and certainly, you know, the, the people that sent Sean Murphy Bunting death threats are, are scum of the earth, and you know, I've I. Not that I would not that I would threaten physical or uh, violence or otherwise against people who do that kind of stuff. But also, I don't wish good things upon you if you're somebody who treats athletes that way. Um, so Christian Fulton, it's not been a good year for Christian Fulton in a contract year when they really needed him, right? So it's Fulton, it's Dillard, it's Burks, three critical areas of the football team that this team really needed to kind of step up in a big spot. And, you know, they just didn't get that from any of them. Now, I think Christian Fulton of those three players who disappointed, uh, I think Christian Fulton is the least disappointing of those three. And that doesn't mean that that's a good thing or not, but it's been a struggle for him for, for a variety of different reasons. And now an injury ultimately ends his season, but it doesn't sound like it was a season-ending injury to him. It sounds like they told him, yeah, you know, just to kind of not complicate this thing, we're going to go ahead and shut it down. and You get healthy for the offseason, and, and you can, you know, basically take your talents es- elsewhere because you're not going to be able to help us here. I don't know what the relationship between Vrabel and Fulton is. I know it's been different than a lot of the players uh, that I've covered under Mike Vrabel. At least it seems that way from an outsider's perspective. And, you know, like I said, I think he's going to go on to be a fine player elsewhere. But it's something something here is there's something here that's a pretty big disconnect. And uh, I can't I can't for the life of me figure out why. Uh, Wasn't he ranked 123 out of 126 corners per PFF? Says Nate, well, I've got PFF uh, and I don't know in terms of if that's like a grade uh, ranking, but I'm looking at his at his game by game results this year. So as a uh, as a uh, cover corner for the Titans this year, Christian Fulton um, had uh, two only two pass breakups on the season. He didn't have a single interception. He allowed three touchdowns on the year. Um, and listen, he's part of a good red zone defense, and Christian Fulton did well in the red zone. Uh, as did the as did the rest of the Titans defensive unit. So looking at the rest of these, uh, he had he was penalized six times in 13 games that he appeared in. Uh, as far as let's see, 
uh, yardage, uh, yards after the catch that he allowed. He allowed 130 yards after the catch. He allowed 15.6 yards per reception on the season when he was the primary defender in coverage. Uh, quarterbacks were completing 72.5% of their passes. So he had a bad year. Um, he had an objectively bad year. I don't think it's exclusively his fault. I think there's a lot of different things there that failed him, but by far and away of all the seasons that Christian Fulton has had here since getting drafted in 2020, this was his this was his worst season by a considerable margin. Um I don't know why that disconnect is. I can't explain it. Only Christian Fulton and the Titans coaching staff can explain it. But I would expect, uh, I would expect that this would be the end of Christian Fulton's time in Tennessee. Now, to the uh, to the commenter's question earlier, let me see if I can pull up his total uh, coverage grade or where he ranks among qualified corners um, and in terms of coverage. We'll just do Pro Football Focus coverage grades. So I've got here out of 200, uh, 200 corners that qualify for this. Let's see where Christian Fulton ranks. Christian Fulton, <laughs> Christian Fulton by Pro Football Focus grade on the season. Um, does anybody want to take a guess? Perhaps shirtless, shirtless Bert. I don't know uh, whether uh, whether anybody's going to get there in time. Where do you think of two hundred qualified cornerbacks per Pro Football Focus coverage grade? Do we think that Christian Fulton ranked this year? Danny Whitson says last. B Birds 18 says 183. Bert in the uh, in our private chat says 116. Shady Productions 153 of qualified corners uh, in terms of their pro football focus. And again, this is a very very specific place that we're ranking him. But of pro football focus coverage grades, uh, Christian Fulton was 180th out of 200 qualified corners. He's sandwiched between Titans legend Adora Jackson, who was the 181st uh, ranked corner in coverage this year, and somebody named Danny Johnson, uh, which sounds like a Madden creative player for the Washington Commanders Skins football team. So Christian Fulton with a season uh, grade in coverage of 46.9 per pro football focus. So... Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, TK says, and he called himself a top corner in the NFL today. That, that's the that's the thing. Like all the draft evaluators that I talked to, him coming out of LSU, said that he was that guy. The first couple of seasons of him, I mean, really, the first three seasons of him, uh, once they got his position right on the outside in this defense, I don't know that I thought he was like the best corner in the league, but I definitely th thought you could make the case for him being a functional, you know, top option as a corner. And I mean, it just cratered, it cratered. And like that, that came out of nowhere, really came out, came out of absolute nowhere. I, I don't know where, where that disconnect is again, whether that's physical, whether that's mental, whether he was pressing this year, whether, you know, having the contract situation off his back, uh, at the end of this offseason, we'll we'll help him play better. But I mean, it just that's that's a disaster, right? It is Esports Prime Time is presented. Uh, Bert points out why well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a funny note uh, that Bert just pointed out to me here in just a second. Right after I remind you that uh, the Prime Time Show is made possible by the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. She cannot protect you against bad quarterback play, but 
what you can protect you against is your constitutional rights being violated. Amanda J. Gentry practices uh, in Tennessee criminal and family courts in 35 counties across the state of Tennessee. Her and her team go above and beyond to serve you. Wherever justice demands is that what they mean, and they mean what they say. AmandaJGentry.com for more information. Uh, David Clement says, of the pro football focused numbers, are am I serious? Yes, uh, that is absolutely something that I'm serious about. I'm looking at my uh, pro football focus account now. Uh, he was never a top corner in this league. No, I'm not saying that he was a top corner in this league. I'm not agreeing with that assessment. I'm just saying that, you know, I thought it could be good enough to be a start, uh, like the top corner here, right? There was nothing to indicate prior to this year that he couldn't do that other than his general lack of availability. That was the only question around Christian Fulton this year. There was never any kind, nobody ever denied his talent or that he was a good player in the system. It's, it's pretty wild to see. Um, I'm guessing he is soft and can't handle Vrabel's style, says Tyke. I don't think that's a Vrabel thing. Like, listen, Mike, Mike is, Mike is definitely, Mike is definitely a different kind of person to work under, but he's not that much different from every other football coach. Like he's got his own personality and there are some quirks that can rub people the wrong way, certainly. And listen, Christian Fulton is not the only player that I know has had problems with Vrabel this year. So that doesn't have to be 100% on Christian Fulton. And to say that, you know, a professional athlete is soft uh, in the league, I, you know, Andre Dillard is, is the only player that I've been around that I can comfortably say I've seen a lack of competitive toughness from. Beyond that, I haven't seen, or Kevin Dodd is somebody who I've also seen a lack of competitive toughness from. But that's, you know, that's two players in seven seasons covering the NFL that I'm comfortable saying that about. I don't think uh, that Christian Fulton is soft. Christian Fulton wasn't too soft. Ed Orgeron is not an easy person to play for. Christian Fulton wasn't too soft for Ed O when he was winning national championships at LSU. There's just there's just something something amiss there. And you know whether we get the answer to that question or not, uh, I don't know. Keith Thomas wants to know where McCreary ranks. That's a good question. Let's take a look at uh, since we're here, uh, and this is the first time actually that I've looked through Pro Football Focus's like just coverage grades. Let's take a look at a 200 qualified corners where Sean Murphy Bunting is. He's 143rd. Oof. Out of uh, out of uh, 200 qualified cornerbacks, and for Roger McCreary, he is 61st uh, between Chidobi Awuze and C.J. Goodwin. Uh, Bert pointed out earlier to me that the player who ranked just above Christian Fulton in terms of coverage grade this year, Danny Johnson, was released by the Commanders today. So that's tough. Uh, Josh Sabata says, "How's Harris as a coach?" You know, this Chris Harris is regarded as somebody who's a really who was a big asset uh, among in, in coaching hiring circles. He didn't even like agree to take the he was hired by Mike Vrabel's coaching staff, but didn't like officially sign his paperwork until such time as he concluded that there weren't defensive coordinator opportunities out there. Like people tried to, a lot of people tried to hire Chris Harris this offseason. It was a bit of a coup for the Titans coaching staff to add him uh, add him at that point. But yeah, I, I mean, listen, they Shane Bowen and the Titans defensive coaching staff had a hell of a game on uh, had a hell of a game on Monday night football. In fact, Greg Cosell called it the best moment of Shane Bowen's career here in Tennessee today on the podcast. And I invite you to go hear Cosell's analysis of just, just why that was. But um, yeah, I, 
you know, Vrabel, Vrabel didn't, wasn't on the coaching staff when Adore Jackson was drafted here. He was, obviously, when Christian Fulton was drafted here. Uh, and then there's the Caleb Farley thing, which makes the corner situation even more pressing because Caleb Farley is in. Uh, there's no there's no sign of Caleb Farley playing football this season. I don't, I don't think that, uh, I, I don't anticipate Caleb Farley playing football this season. Perhaps something will change, uh, but not with four weeks left to play. I just don't see that guy being, being taken off the PUP list. So we'll see what happens with guys like Trey Avery, but there's no question that Christian Fulton was the most talented corner that they had. It just, for some reason that, that talent, uh, did not manifest itself into competent quarterback play this cornerback play this year. Brent Wood says Farley will never play football ever again, especially not with the Titans. Uh, I, I don't know if he'll never play football again, but yeah, I mean, I, I bet Caleb Farley's, I, I don't know how they're going to handle the Caleb Farley situation. I do not envy them uh, in this Caleb Farley situation. I think the whole thing is, is pretty bad, but um, you know, Fulton or Farley. I don't, I don't anticipate them being back next year. And Stuart Peeler says kids been through too much. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't know what you do with him. Like you can't keep him on the roster out of pity. And I don't think he would want to be kept on the roster out of pity, but man, I just, I hate to see him cut after all the different things that he's been through without, without really anything to anything to show for it as a former first round pick. Caleb's Caleb's situation is tough anyway. Um, so now let's, uh, let's turn our attention to something a bit more positive. Harold Landry won the AFC defensive player of the week. He had a career day, three sacks, five quarterback hits in Miami. You'll hear from Harold Landry here in just a second. The question that I want to ask you is this, how would you describe Harold Landry's 2023 season? Since we're doing some season long evaluation of players tonight, how would you describe Harold's? We'll talk about it together, and then I'll let him talk for himself right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMavFitness.com. Your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident. And even better, listen, if you're not doing anything on this coming Saturday at 10 a.m., before you sit down and watch the NFL triple header, TrueMav Fitness is giving out a free group fitness class this Saturday at 10 a.m. If you bring a toy, a gift for a child for them to donate, and I want to make sure that I get the outlet that they're donating to correct here. Uh, they just posted about it on their Instagram story today, and I want to make sure that I direct you guys or uh, make sure I give you guys the correct information here. So uh, supporting Nashville Children's Hospital, uh, of course, a free class with a toy donation Saturday, this Saturday, 1216, 10 a.m. Uh, is how you can get involved. TrueMathFitness.com for more information. Uh, it would be great to see some of you guys out there. I'm going to be out there uh, hanging around, and we would love if you would bring a toy to donate before you uh, sweat out whatever you're going to spend your Saturday triple header in the NFL doing. Uh, Titan Kong on Harold Landry says he is slowly, but surely making process. Josh Sabata says ramping up at the right time. Landry is Stewart. He's performing ahead of expectations. He looks 100%. So I don't know that he looks 100% and the dolphins were down three offensive line starters on Sunday, but I'm not going to tell Titans fans, um, you know, that injuries don't count for anything because certainly this franchise understands that better than most. 
But, uh, you know, I would I would describe Harold Landry as it, it's been reassuring to see him kind of return to form down the stretch this way because it, it was a slog for him at the start of the season. was not really an impact player until, you know, the last, really felt like the, the last month Harold started to come on in a real way and that he had his best performance on national television um, this late in the season, provided that he continued to stay healthy. You know, it's a good sign about cashing in on that big contract that they handed out to him last offseason. Uh, I think it could build a lot of confidence because uh, when you watch the tape, I feel like we did a lot of good things as a team. And I think we played, like, you know, to our our values and the, and the culture that, that, that we have here. Um, and I just think you can build a lot of confidence from a win like that. And, you know, hopefully we can string it together and continue to do things we did well and improve on the things that, you know, we got to work on. And, get a win in a divisional game. Even without Jeff, and he was saying, I'm going to try to make it back this weekend, but without him even, you guys able to get pressure, um, you guys able to get those sacks. What's been working as of late with this front? Uh, I just think uh, the more we play together, uh, the better we play together. Um, and I think just going out there and focusing on executing the game plan at a high level is also a big reason uh, for that. I felt like we had a great game plan going into the game, and I just felt like we went out there and executed as a group at a high level. When it comes to you and your health, I feel like, you know, when we talked at the beginning of the year, you felt great, but it's different when you're in game action. You maybe don't feel exactly how you did when you were 100% healthy. You feel like you have just gotten into that groove now, and you're kind of back to your normal self. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like uh, you get better at football the more you play it, you know what I'm saying? And I just feel like as the season going on, and you know, in any NFL season, there's going to be ups and downs. You just mm -hmm. got to stay the course and keep working and keep practicing and keep focusing on improving and, you know, everything will fall into place. And that's really all I've been trying to focus on is just improving each week and trying to make a bigger impact every game. You got the throwbacks this weekend again, obviously against Houston. Um, what's some of the biggest challenge with their offense that has been productive, obviously, when C.J. Stroud has been in? Right. Uh, no, nah, I mean, he's a talented player. And, you know, it's going to be all hands on deck uh, when rushing him. Uh, but, no, nah, they're a talented team. You can see that, you know, they're playing hard uh, for their head coach. And we got to make sure that, you know, like I said, we go out there and we execute at a high level against them. And nothing really different because you've seen Davis Mills too. So if he right. plays, that exactly. probably won't change much. Exactly. We just got to make sure that we go out there and we handle our part, which is executing at a high level. That's Harold Landry, your AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Karen O'Keefe says, flat hair Harold. Edward Hayford says, stop putting him in coverage and blitz this guy. Okay, well, that that ignores how effective their defense is and why they do that. So I feel like, and, and that's fine, you know, if we have to address that from time to time because there is, there is a reason why they get it done. It allows them to be more multiple with their defense. It allows them to do things like they do to Tua and do to Josh Allen when they have success against them. To do to Mahomes, honestly, when you, it's called a zone exchange pressure, all right, where you rush four, but you make the quarterback think for a fraction of a second longer when the ball is snapped. And I'm only giving you guys this information like somebody who speaks X's and O's on a regular basis because Cosell has explained this to me time in and time out, and I understand the application. I've talked to the coaching staff about it. I get why they do it and, frankly, why it works. When you, when you do those zone exchange pressures, if you can get the quarterback to hold the ball for a fraction of a second, like Tua, on Monday night, 
then it gives you an opportunity to get there faster. It gives you the opportunity to capitalize or to make, to get an errant throw out of the quarterback. And Harold is good enough in coverage that he can handle it. The Pittsburgh Steelers did that with Bud Dupree for years with a lot of success. The Titans did it here with Bud Dupree and Harold Landry when they're available. If you have players that are versatile, like the definition of versatility, then it allows you to do more as a defense, to confuse up front, to still win the, the coverage battle with numbers when you do a zone exchange and you rush four, but you drop the outside linebacker and bring pressure up the A-gap from the inside linebacker, right? Or if you bring the slot corner and drop the outside linebacker as your fourth rusher. They did that with Logan Ryan for years. This is a this is a very, very high-level player for a variety of different reasons, and he is capable of doing that. There is, there is a method to it, even if you think it to be madness, and it is something that is an incredibly successful tool uh, that they have used over the years with legitimate effect. Um, so I, don't get bent out of shape about it. Now, is it going to be perfect every time? Are there going to be moments where you see Harold that looks like he might be out there in coverage or the only person in, in, a, in a zone against a wide receiver and something bad happens and you freak out about it? Sure, those things are going to happen. But on the whole, that is a that is a good defensive play and it allows them to do different things out of similar-looking defensive fronts, right? Just to try and confuse and make things happen. Um, the last sack was not a rush by him, says Josh. This is what I'm saying. Like, Harold moves well in space. That's why they do this shit. The last sack was not a rush by him. He spied and played catch as he moved out of the pocket. Uh, yeah, this is this this he he is a good player. I understand why you are quick to jump on Bowen and Vrabel's backs right now. I would say to you that that's that's not that's not something to freak out too much about. Uh, even though I get why it looks optically not like something that you would not want to do. Uh, Daniel Green says, "I thought you said Tua was the quickest at getting the ball." LOL of your own pregame debacle. You said we were we wasn't. Well, I said you weren't. I didn't say that you wasn't going to sack him. Uh, I said you weren't going to sack him. So let's start there. And then you, uh, Daniel says we did five times, sir. Tighten up. Yeah, you did something that nobody else has done this year against three uh, new or backup Dolphins offensive linemen and a quarterback who got flustered. You you did the thing that you needed to do. It was less about the rush. Than it was about the coverage. I think that's I think that's kind of if if anything, I think that proves my point. They didn't necessarily get there because the pass rush was having such great success. They flustered to it, they caused him to hold the ball, it allowed the rush to get there. Those are coverage sacks. In fact, I think that played out exactly how you wanted it to play out. You just beat the Dolphins at the game that you needed to beat them at, right? So if anything, you've just proved I'm I'm not gonna say it's my point, it was Greg Cosell's point about how you go about uh, defending the Dolphins. They just did so better than anybody else has this year, and that's probably not something you had on your bingo cards. But I understand why, uh, you know, if, you, if you're box score scouting, the five sacks might confuse you. But, uh, yeah, there's a reason why that happened that way. Uh, MB says, Buck, if they constantly pass rush him too, he'll get worn down. That's right. He, he plays a ton of snaps, and he's one of their best players. They want to keep him out on the field as much as humanly possible, talking about Harold. So, again, there is methods to the madness on this stuff. Anyway. Let's keep it moving on uh, on uh, this Wednesday evening. Josh Sabata says, listen to Cosell before the game on disrupting the timing, and they did that. It was fun to see the effect it had. Not to, like that's Listen, Greg knows what he's talking about. Like when you can see these things play out in real time as Cosell has described them, 
uh, to has described them um, on the uh, on the podcast. I I personally enjoy it, so I know the audience uh, enjoys it as well. Uh, uh, let's see. David Clement says, Buck, you are dead wrong on our pass rush, and I played defensive line at the D1 level. Well, frankly, sir, I don't care about your credentials as far as defensive line is concerned. Um, I've watched defensive I've watched defensive linemen for seven years in the NFL. Does that make me more qualified than the person that played defensive line at the D1 level? No, not necessarily, but I'm I'm watching them win up front while having coverage consistency the way that we talked about and getting to a to be hesitant. That's exactly the way that it played out, David. I mean, you can you can see this stuff on the tape. The fact that he had one of his worst average time to throws of the year is all the evidence that I need. You can sit there with a stopwatch in time. How much longer Tua is holding the ball compared to the, what was it, 2.3, was it 2.33 uh, seconds on average time to throw for Tua this year? So again, I'm, I'm happy to take your credentials as far as where and when you played defensive line. Uh, and we're grateful that we have uh, former athletes or current athletes that watch this show and can contribute feedback from time to time. But uh, I'm, like I'm saying, I'm, I've, I've got Cosell walking me through this. I've got the coaching staff walking me through this every week. So I, I appreciate your feedback on that, but I'm just telling you that it's running directly against what the people who study the tape are telling us. So anyway, let's keep it moving. Uh, rising and falling. Whose stock rose? Whose stock fell? This week in sports, we'll talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Harold Landry, stock up. Christian Fulton, stock down. We can start there, uh, certainly. We'll go through those things together right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com and get your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge you need to succeed can be found courtesy of the Ashton team. So, who's stock up? Whose stock went up and whose stock fell this week in sports? There's a couple of different nominees that I think you can pick from. Tua Tagovailoa, without Tyree Kill in the lineup, stock down. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, I would say that the Miami Dolphins defense, giving up points late, I know they kept them in that game for the majority of it, but the Dolphins did what the Titans defense has kind of had happen to them all along. When the offense couldn't get it together, the defense kind of collapsed in a big spot and allowed the Titans to capitalize. It's, uh, I'm sure you guys enjoyed seeing the inverse effect of that, having been on the receiving end of it so many times in weeks past. But the person whose stock rose the most uh, is Will Levis, as far as I'm concerned. And I thought that was voiced very well by his top wide receiving option on Monday night. DeAndre, Jeffrey Simmons just came over and said, come on and take over their trap. All the talk coming into this game was about the Dolphins. What did you guys show in that fourth quarter coming back and taking this victory? We showed resiliency. We showed that we wanted to win. No matter what our record say, we're going to compete. We're going to go out there and play hard. And, uh, you've seen that today. We had a turnover on uh, you know, the punt return. We didn't let that phase us, man. We went out there and kept competing. For yourself, 124 yards, a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 maybe, maybe. I saw 124, but maybe um, you're playing against two top corners in Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard, but you had came up on top on this day. What does that feel like for you? Oh, man, it feels great, especially all the people that didn't want me, all the teams that, you know, she wrote me off, said I wasn't no good, said I can't go out there and get open, can't compete. You know, it feels good, man. You know, uh, I played with a chip on my shoulder, especially when this all season, uh, you know, seemed like everybody said, Help you, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So shit, you know, it feels good to be able to show that I still got it. Um, 
You know, shit, to me, I feel like I'm getting better, man. If that's what they told you this offseason, what did you tell them today? Hey, man, God got the last say, you know. Um, love all, serve all. It's my motto. Last one, your quarterback, Will Levis, is a rookie, but what did you see in him, and especially in that fourth quarter as he's leading you guys for the comeback? I saw a dog. I saw a dog out here today. That, that kid is going to be great, man. I'm always in his ear trying to help him, uh, you know, read defenses and, and be better. Uh, I know he's still got a lot in his tank. I know he can improve, even though, you know, he came out here and beat, beat these guys today. But I'm going to still be on the Monday when we go back and uh, let him know that there are certain things that he can improve on. But, man, we'll show heart. Uh, man, I, I, love, I love competing and playing with him. Appreciate you, DeAndre. Enjoy this one, my man. Absolutely. Sure. So that is DeAndre Hopkins with Cam Wolf after the game. A saw dog, says Edward Hayford. That's right. Uh, Jared Hall says, hardly no sound at all. Okay, we'll turn up your volume. I don't know what to tell you. That's, <laughs> that's entirely incumbent upon your control. Also, Bert's not paying attention because it's the end of the show. So I don't think he can fix your volume problems for you. You have a volume button at your disposal. Anyway, that is what we're going to uh, leave you with. On this Wednesday night, the primetime show tomorrow will be a lot of fun. We'll have you guys there at the two-minute warning of Thursday night football. Interesting Thursday night football uh, game. If you're looking for advantages for the Titans to still try and sneak into the postseason, you could use a Raiders win against the Chargers tomorrow as you try and uh, jack your uh, jack your team into the postseason. Uh, phrasing, absolutely. Uh, so with that being said, radio show from 10 to 1, Arden Key will play high key, low key. That will be a great time together, and we'll uh, certainly enjoy that. Uh, that'll be at 12.15. And Cam Wolf, who interviewed DeAndre Hopkins, our buddy from the NFL Network, he'll be on the radio show on Friday. So that will be a great time had by all. Uh, have a great rest of your evening. See you tomorrow morning on the radio show at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone. This is our cult, this is our team, we bleed blue. This is our cult, whether win or lose, we love them. For the shoe, beat the Titans, let the world hear us now. This is our team, go cult.